Blog Talk Radio. Hi and welcome to The Art of Film Funding. I'm your co-host, Claire Papan, along with Carol Dean, author of the best-selling book, The Art of Film Funding. Carol is also the founder and president of From the Heart Productions and the host of this show. Lisa Kleiner-Chanoff is co-founder of Catapult Film Fund, which provides development grants to help launch new documentary films. In addition to Catapult, Lisa invests in a select number of narrative features, including co-executive producer of Fruitvale Station. She's also an executive producer of the documentary Watchers of the Sky. Along with Lisa, Bonnie Cohen founded the Catapult Film Fund as well. And now in its fifth year, Catapult has supported over 50 films with grants and mentorship. For the last 15 years, Bonnie, together with her partner, John Shank, has run actual films in San Francisco. And Carol, I understand this development grant is one of the most important things a a filmmaker really needs. Absolutely right, Claire. And thank you very much, Lisa and Bonnie, for the work that you're doing to support documentary filmmakers. Thanks. We're we're thrilled to be here and to, to be able to talk about Catapult. Great. Great. Well, let's. Uh, can you start, uh, Lisa, and tell us some things about yourself? Sure. Um, so, as um, as Claire was mentioning, I've, I've uh, about five years ago, Bonnie and I started Catapult Film Fund, and um, we'll be talking about that today. Um, you know, uh, before Catapult, I had careers in in both law. I, I practiced law for several years, and also in the arts, and um, have really. Uh, and then started getting involved with documentary films, which I sort of felt really combined both my great interest in in law and poli- issues policy, and then you know very creative expression. Um, and uh, we're based here in San. I'm in San Francisco, as is Bonnie. Um, and uh, um, we're uh, we're doing. I'm really looking forward to talking about Catapult today. Great, great. Well. Um, Bonnie, tell us what your duties are at Catapult, and I'd love for both of you to share what your goals are. Sure, yeah. Uh, well, I am uh, I come to Catapult as a filmmaker myself, and when I met Lisa five years ago, we um, started our discussions around where the funding gaps were in the documentary space and settled on what is the hardest money to find, which is development money, money that's going to kick off ideas and get them uh, launched into production. And uh, when we started the fund, we were, you know, we we had about 45 applications, and now we're up to between 500 and 600 twice a year. So uh, it sounds like the need is really real. And uh, I, what I try and do is bring to bear um, my filmmaking experience. Uh, we provide mentorship to filmmakers along with the grants, and um, so I participate with Lisa in, you know, curating the slate of catapult films and also mentoring filmmakers along the way as we go. Um, we're, we're usually with filmmakers from the beginning, and if they want us, all the way through to the end. 
Uh-oh. Did we lose you? Can you hear us? So, just checking to make sure that everything is uh, still operational. Carol, are you still with us? Yes, I'm with you. Can you hear me, Claire? Yes, I can hear you just fine. Okay, okay. great. No, I'm so pleased to hear about the mentoring system that you have because I do a lot of work talking to filmmakers through From the Heart Productions and and I get a lot of emerging filmmakers and the, the vast amount of knowledge that they have to learn is in, is incredible. And so this, there's a, a trick to giving a little at a time and moving people forward without putting them into despair of knowing <laughs> the full impact of what they have started out to do. So tell us how you work with the mentoring program. Um, yeah, so so when, you know, we get it, as you know, we get involved um, early on in a project. It uh, can be, you know, uh, maybe there's been some shooting, maybe there's some footage, but it's, it's, it's and sometimes, very often we're the first money in. Um, and so anyway, there's a, there's another, there's a long, a long process ahead. And what we do is really make ourselves, both of ourselves available for the filmmakers and and um, uh, as a resource, um, and then really leave it up to you know as the, as um, depending on what the filmmaker needs and desires, we're sort of there. So the kinds of things that we'll we'll um, assist with are you know we'll certainly look at look at footage, look at the trailer that they create with the grant, and give notes. But we you know continue to do that up until rough cut or fine cut or. Um, if if they're if the filmmakers interested help with fundraising strategy with their um uh ideas about how to which which um organizations to approach and maybe you know connect with some other funders uh talk about festival strategy um sometimes production issues or um decisions that need to you know help with decisions that might need to be made or need to be made and we'll also um come in and it's just those strategic moments we might come in with a um subsequent funding as well. Oh my goodness, how fantastic. <clears throat> that is a lot of support. So w- <clears throat> once you choose someone um then they are open to have this support all the way through to the completion of the film. Uh, that keeps you busy. You too must <laughs> Must really stay busy because uh, after five years, you uh, how many films are completed now? Uh, do you know? I think there's we have um, seventeen or seventeen that are out in the world. Out in the world now. Uh, I think we've we've given grants to about about seventy films, and now seventeen are are yeah. out in the world. Well, congratulations! That is great. Yeah, it takes a long time. I mean, some product obviously some production. Uh, times are much shorter than others. We have some longitudinal films that are going on their fifth and sixth year of production because they're following a subject or, you know, they're waiting for things to happen. So, um, you know, we have to be patient sometimes. (laughs) Exactly. Well, um, tell us how Catapult Film Fund was started and why. Mm. Um, Well, you know... uh, I would say that um, you know I well of course Bonnie has been you know uh, uh, in making films for twenty oh, twenty years twenty, 20 plus 20 years twenty or so years <laughs> and um, and so you know knows everything there is to know about about making films and also um, what's needed in the in the f- 
in the industry and in the funding landscape. And she and I uh, met about five years ago, and I was very interested in films. Um, and I'd been in, putting some money into documentary films and really loving um, loving documentary films and everything that they can they can do um and really wanted to create some sort of ongoing mechanism and uh and then you know uh started to talk with Bonnie learned that this early funding was so crucial and and was really something that was um you know a bit of a gap out there in the funding landscape and that was something perfect that um that was very exciting for me and so really just it just gelled very organically to um to get this started and um, and, um, you know, five years ago, we just sort of, like Bonnie said, put out, put out a call, we sort of quietly let people know we were out there and, and received about 40 applications and started giving some grants. And, um, things really have, um, grown a lot since then because there is, there is quite a need for, for funding at all stages, but, you know, particularly at, at this stage where it's harder to, to get people to, to join in. Oh, this is the critical stage. You're absolutely right. So could you tell us how much the grant is and how many you offer per year? Yeah, we do um, up to $20,000 for each individual grant. Um, and each cycle now, we, we've had, historically we've had two cycles a year of 10 films each, so a total of 20 films funded um, per year for up to $20,000. Yeah. But one thing I actually want to say is we've just launched um, a new... So we have been doing sort of two cycles, a summer and a winter or so, round a year. Um, and for, we just opened up a new round, so we are now accepting applications, but we're, we've, we're trying out to do it on a rolling basis, and so we actually won't have... Um, deadlines per se we're we're going to in order to for us to be more responsive to the filmmakers um sort of um you know when the when they be more responsive more get back to filmmakers more quickly when they actually need the the funds or need to know they're not going to get the funds um we are, we're just sort of accepting on a rolling basis so we're going to we're going to try that out um for for a year and see how that goes but in terms of the overall amount but it's but the, the amount, the number of films and the amount is the same. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's great. All right. Well, um, talk, talk to us about some people who have won your grant. Uh, sure. Well, I mean, you know, we just are back from Sundance 2016, <laughs> as in about a week ago, where there were five Catapult-supported films that had their premiere. And it was quite a varied group. You know, there were... There were two that were participating in the U.S. documentary competition. There was one in the world uh, documentary competition. Actually, uh, there was one in the premiere section and one in New Frontiers, which is the kind of more alternative um, thread that Sundance has. Uh, it was very exciting. We had um, a film called Wiener, which ended up uh, winning the Grand Jury Prize, and, and uh, another film called Trapped, which won the Social Impact uh, Special Jury Prize. Um, we had a film about um, settlers on the West Bank and Gaza called The Settlers, um, and then kind of a, a memoir piece by a director of photography, Kirsten Johnson, called Camera Person. And um, lastly, we had Unlocking the Cage by uh, D.A. Pennebaker and Chris Hegedus. And all five of those films, um, we came in at 
you know, critical times and uh, in, in a couple of the cases came in more than once. Uh, so it was thrilling to see them go out in the world like this, as it always is. We've had um, a number of premieres over the last five years that have been really thrilling, um, including other films like Art and Craft and um, The Kill Team, Anita. You know, there's a really kind of an eclectic group that what they all have in common is just a wonderful story to tell. And often they have social impact threads, but really they, they're, we highlight looking for good stories. So um, it's been very satisfying to see them go out in the world, and we hope to continue to see them <laughs> go out in the world. Oh, yes. What a great achievement to get that many into Sundance. And I saw Anita. That was an incredibly well-done film. Yeah, it was Frida Mock's film, wonderful film, uh, also premiered at Sundance two years ago, right, or, Lisa? Or even, maybe even more, maybe yeah. Maybe even more. Yeah. Yeah. And Anita Hill was in the crowd, and it was wonderful, really great film. It was, it was great. Well, <clears throat> what criteria does a project need to uh, be considered for this grant? Well, you know, as as I just started to say, story, we, we kind of set up the fund not in reaction to exactly, but as an alternative to all the social impact documentary funding that ex that existed um, already in the space. And uh, we wanted a place for filmmakers to be able to come where story was king, where if they had a great story to tell and they had secured access um, and they had put a team together that seemed strong enough to, you know, maintain all the way through production and post production and get the film out in the world. I mean these are the these are the criteria we look for. So a good story, a great team, and if you're a first time filmmaker, we often ask we do ask that there is somebody on the principal team that has had some strong experience in the documentary space, has shepherded a film through. Um we ask that you don't just have an idea, but that you've secured access to at least a number of the main characters, if not a main character, and that you have a strong sense that if the grant came through, you could really kind of just get going. Um, so that, Lisa, what else am I missing? Yeah, you know, I think we, um, we, we've we often acknowledged and acknowledged to the filmmakers that we put them in an awkward position in some ways because we're, we're saying we know you're just starting out your film What's your film gonna tell us about the <laughs> tell us the story? What's the narrative? What's it gonna be? And they were, well, you know, we're just starting. We don't know. So for them, you know, in most cases, so we um, we don't really expect that uh, the, the applicants will know exactly what's going to happen in the film. But we really do look to see well, what's your vision? What's your creative vision for the film? You, there's a reason why you think, you know, for example, following these three characters is going to be interesting. You know, what what is that? So we do, we want to know, um, we want to know what the what the story is or what the vision is um, of why this is going to be uh, interesting, and also that it's a story that should be told in a film. You know, we want to know not just the story, but what's the film? Um, why isn't you know sometimes. It could be really interesting, but that sounds like a fascinating article. I don't see why that's a movie, mm -hmm. you know. So we do want to see that it's a you have a vision for the film itself, um, and um, yeah, and you know, and sometimes it can be there's great, you know, it's like oh my god, I've never heard that story. That's an amazing story, 
or it can be, you know, that's a story that it's not that it's the most unique story in the world, but I, I've, you know, it's a really creative and unique approach to telling the story. So, you know, it's we're we're really, in terms of subject matter, we're we're very um, really open. Pretty open. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, we don't really get into like truly experimental <clears throat> films, um, like performance pieces and things like that. Uh, but we do have a pretty wide range. Yeah, yeah. Right. It sounds like it. Um, so uh, let, tell everyone how they can reach you. I want to make sure people know where you are and how, and how to apply. And sure. Give us a moment. Okay. Okay. Um, well, so we well we're based in San Francisco, but we get applications from all over the country and actually all over all over the you know all over the world. Um, but we're based in San Francisco. Uh, we we I've, the best way to reach us is just on our email, most likely, which is info at catapultfilmfund.org. But that goes just that goes directly to me and Bonnie, so it's not doesn't go into a into a void. Um, and uh, we have a, a website catapultfilmfund.org, which tells is has information about how to apply and our projects and. Um, uh, and we have a Facebook page, you know, which, with, with lots of updates and what's going on. Um, and if somebody wants to give us a call, they're welcome to do that too. Four one five seven three eight eight three three seven. Wonderful. Well, I'd like to know: Are you asking people also to tell you what they're doing with their social network or what their plans are for social networking? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, we actually, so when people apply, um, we are, n- well, there's two parts to that question. One one thing that you didn't actually ask, but it's kind of good for, good to say, we're not asking in our application or when people apply what their sort of um, impact campaign is um, or their, uh, even their outreach necessarily, because it's very early on and, you know, people we don't. They may not know, and it's not one of the criteria that we look at. Um, so I just wanted to, to bring that up because um, that is often something that funders are interested in. Um, but your question was uh, about. Are you um, asking if we require that they have a social media presence, or uh, no? No. What? Uh, just wondering if you're asking what their plans are. I know it's early. Yeah. Not, not really. I yeah. mean, we don't. We actually really don't emphasize that so much. Yeah. I mean, we what we what we want to know is how people. We want to know how people plan to raise to fund their film. How they plan to raise funds for their film, just to make sure that people have a, a sort of a realistic. Idea and plan and idea where they're going to go, um, and so often that will mean engaging some sort of people will include some social media ideas in that you know and often something like a, a crowdfunding um but um you know we don't we don't really uh specifically ask about that and we actually also don't really fund that so um you know we, if somebody is asking for a grant in order to build a website for their for their project or to um that's not something that we would that we would be interested in funding either. Okay. Well, um, other than applying for the grant, what advice do you have for filmmakers who are still in the development stage and are trying to raise funds? You know, I mean, we it often comes down to uh, 
trying to get yourself a strong team together, you know, and maybe that maybe you you can't pay for them immediately, but you might want to be able to offer funders um, a lineup of people that have agreed to come onto the film if, in fact, you can get the film funded, and that can often be very attractive um, if the package is kind of set up. There's a lot that you can do to kind of strategically put your production package together, even if you can't immediately fund it. So we look at that, I, I, I say this because we look at that very seriously. You know, if there's a creative producer or an executive producer that's willing to come on and really go to bat for the film if and when the film gets funded, um, that will go a long way. Um, you know, we really don't ask for our film our filmmakers to have something shot necessarily because that costs money and they often don't have the ability to travel to wherever they need to go or rent the cameras or whatever to get going. But um, if that's the case and they want to build um, build a case for a very strong narrative character that they want for their film, we might often ask them to send some stills or if, even if there's, you know, YouTube video of the person that we could have access to just to, just so we can see whether or not they pop on screen or really would would be able to uh, hold the role of a main character in a film. So, I mean, there's a lot you can do to to sort of gather elements of your package together before having funds that can go a long way towards, you know, teeing you up to really get get going if funds do come in. Yeah. And, you know, one thing I wanted to also talk about, about the bodies talking about the samples and footage, um, one other aspect of the criteria, you know, we do look pretty carefully at people's prior work because mm -hmm. especially if, since we're coming in early, there's often Definitely. nothing really to show um, for the current project and we don't require that. So we do look at people's prior work and we want to see not just that they were able to, you know, uh, complete and fundraise for and, you know, uh, complete a, a, a feature-length film or sometimes even if you've just you've done a short, this might be your first feature, but also, you know, what your what your style is, what kind of mm -hmm. filmmaker you are. Um, we, we do look at that pretty carefully. And, you know, um, so often funders say, well, that sounds really interesting. Um, show me something. And that's really, that's why we exist. We get people to that <laughs> show and you might even still be in effect in development but at least you have something to show um which is which can really get you off the ground but and people um sometimes people have some footage to show us but but not necessarily mm -hmm. and we don't we don't require it well, let me ask you, uh, I see that often where the, a filmmaker, it's a first-time filmmaker with a very good idea, but, they, but uh, they've never made a film before, but they have surrounded themselves with an excellent director and cinematographer. So I guess, uh, but they don't have a prior work, but the cinematographer or the director does. Is that acceptable? Well, if, if you truly mean, a, if it's the director, uh, you said that if they surround themselves with a director or, or a cinematographer. Or have attached a, a director. We we really pay, mo we look at the, the work of the director. Um, so if there, I would say if it's a project that, that where it's a producer applying and there's no director yes. yet, I don't think we would really consider no. that. Um, if it's a director applying and they don't yet have a producer, then we can, you know, that's, at least in the in the running, um, but we have you know it's for us at least it is a little harder if it's your first film. But um, you know if you if it's your first if you're a director and it's your first film you've directed, you have a 
um, of an experienced pr um, producer or even editor on board, then that really helps. Um, and if you don't have anything, you know, there was one case where it was a, a first-time filmmaker. She didn't have any footage for the project, but what she did submit with the application were some really beautiful photographs she had taken of the um, of the location. And that really helped because we saw not only the sort of how beautiful the film, you know, the cinematic um, potential, uh, at least for the, you know, for this location and this, the um, sort of the natural beauty of this area, but also we saw what a beautiful, what a great eye she had. And so, you know, that, that did help. Mm -hmm. um, so you can be sometimes creative in terms of what, what your, what you can submit and what your prior work, work is. Okay. Do you um, do you also like to see if they have a website? I mean, is that important to you when they apply? Do you mean the 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 film itself or the yes? The... Well, either one, either of the film no, or. No, we're so early. We don't really. We wouldn't expect that they have a website, and most of them don't. It's wouldn't have that at this point. Um, and we because it's so not part of what we fund, it's really not something we look at, yeah. and wouldn't we certainly wouldn't consider it as yeah. part of their package that they were submitting. Yeah, we don't consider it, and we it wouldn't necess wouldn't really be in someone's favor, one way or another. And I, and actually, there are cases where people have been, you know, you might have been working on your film for quite a long time, but um, you know, you're still looking for for some initial. Funding um, and there might we, there are cases where there's been a website, um, you know there's for us that we do have this development window and so in a sense if things are too developed, you know we might say well you're you're you're, you're on, your, on your way <laughs> you're on your way you don't you know that with the good news is you're on your way you don't need us um, so so we um, there there can be there can be uh, sometimes people are too early but sometimes more often people are in a sense too far along for us. Okay. Well, can you give us any suggestions on funding for documentaries? Because I, I noticed you said in your consultation sometimes you help them with funding ideas. Um, so anything you could share with other documentary filmmakers? I mean, there are all the uh, – most documentary filmmakers are well aware of the obvious documentary funders like the Ford Foundation and Sundance, MacArthur, uh, Impact Partners, uh, chicken and egg pictures. There are a lot of uh, kind of go-to, quote-unquote, go-to uh, documentary funds, but you know, unfortunately, there just aren't enough of them. And often we see filmmakers. You know, one of the one of the requirements we have on our application is you have to list where you plan to go to get your film funded, and it's often the same list. Uh, and there just aren't enough funds to go around. So. Um, we have seen in the last couple of years, you know, more individual funding for documentaries and uh, even more equity going towards documentaries than in than in years past. It used to be a, a much more of a grant-only uh, kind of situation for documentaries. But, you know, a number of films have made some money in the theaters, and so more individuals and organizations are interested in putting equity in. I mean, it's... Of course, not a great way to make money <laughs> investing in documentary, but it is happening, and that's that's great for the filmmakers. Yeah, um, yeah and and I, one thing that um, I think is always good to see if you know 
in addition to to applying to sort of the usual suspects in a sense where where a lot of people go, is there something particular about your film or about you or your region so that there's more a more specific funder? You know, if you're in California, there's there are there's Cal there, Humanities, there's Cal Humanities that just funds California um, filmmakers and stories, or there's or there's you know. Uh, funders in San Francisco that just do Bay Area stories, or is there a fund? Is there there's some, a Southern Documentary Fund? There's a yeah. Southern Documentary Fund. So, if, like, is there a regional group that, so that it's it's just there's a more so um, a smaller um, group of people who would who would uh, uh, um, um, you know be able to apply to those, or is there a subject is it subject matter of your of your film something that there's a particular funder that's interested in that subject matter? So right. try to find. Um, in addition to the big ones, get as specific as you can about about mm-hmm. matching your particular project with particular funders that would be, you know, interested in in you um, and your film, so that you're not in the huge queue. Exactly, and sm- sometimes smaller grants like the our Roy Dean Film Grant, uh, smaller grants can be beneficial to you to suss those out and contact them and see if there is any synergy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Exactly. So doing doing some you know some pretty good research is a great idea. Right. Well, I really uh, I loved the eight films that you had chosen uh, this last time, and one of them I want you to tell me more about how to rob banks for dummies. That sounded so much like so much fun. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is a it's a. Um, uh, project. It's it's in the beginning parts, but it's a fantastic filmmaker, um, um, a fantastic filmmaker, um, and you know this is an example of um, where we kind of felt this that we would we will um, have a lot of faith in the filmmaker of creating something really really interesting and putting together. Um, a film that was, you know, based uh, with a lot of archival and a whole interesting sort of collection um, of of materials, but really following a very quirky character. Um, not, you know, in some similarities to his previous film, um, which was uh, so. So we don't. I can't tell you much about how it's going to turn out, but it just we're just newly in. But um, but that's an example of just a, you know, a very uh, a fantastic filmmaker with the right with a film that we know um, based on his his work was, was going to create something really interesting. Yes, yes, it sounds like it, and I love that because I love my social um, justice documentaries. But I sometimes you have to have something light, and that <laughs> sounds like that would be a relief. Yeah, well, this guy, you know, that the film is about uh, Joseph Gibbons. He's a you know a former uh, MIT professor and kind of a career criminal and, um, you know, considered to be the inventor of the selfie. I mean, I think there are a lot of places you could go in a social impact kind of way, but at the same time, it's just a great story that will get at a lot of kind of quirky social norms that um, and, and teach us something that we don't know, not only about this guy, but about ourselves, and, and that's what we really look for. Teach us about ourselves. What a great way. That's wonderful. <laughs> um, and, you know, this this filmmaker, um, Maxim uh, Pazdorovkin, I'm going to butcher his last name, Pazdorovkin, um, mm-hmm. 
he is really interesting. He did a film um, called um, what's the full title? Yeah, it's a, uh, Boot. The yeah. the something Mr. Boot. Yeah. We also funded him. Um, he tends to go for these kind of very interesting individuals who um, have had often they have a very dark, often criminal uh, component to their careers and their lives, but they're they're often fighting for some kind of justice in a vigilante kind of capacity. Um, and uh, he does just an excellent job, and he seems to be able to get gain access and trust in a way that is very compelling to us. That's great. I look forward to that film. Well, Lisa, tell me about your film, Watchers of the Sky. What is this about? Oh, well, that one actually premiered at Sundance uh, two years years ago, ago, I think. And, you know, that's a film by the filmmaker Edith Belsberg. Um, And she, I I actually, uh, I'd say, you know, I feel like that film was one of the things that really got me interested in, in, um, you know, funding documentaries. But it's a a really fascinating film about, uh, I mean, I guess... All, fundamentally, it's about genocide, but it's about people who, through um, over the course of decades, different individuals who have sort of devoted their lives to um, fighting against genocide and eradicating it, and partic- including through legal means, through the courts. Um, and so it goes to stories, including um, a Polish refugee who was who uh, Raphael Lemkin, who coined the phrase, the, the term genocide up until Samantha Powers and the International Criminal Courts and um, a, a Nuremberg prosecutor. Uh, so it's a it's a quite an interesting film combining um, all sorts of things that I, I'm personally interested in, which is, you know, uh, law and um, human civil, human rights and um, and some, you know, and also profiles of some really fascinating individuals. Oh, that sounds great. Okay, we'll take a look at it then. Now, uh, your next uh, funding round opens January 18th, so it is open now. Is that right? It, yeah, so it's open now, and you it's going to remain open. It's going <laughs> to re- yeah. We're 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 we're, try, we're just we're just accepting applications and and reviewing and processing as we go, um, and uh, so we um, we uh, like I say we're 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 trying this out um, with the hope of being um, more responsive and more timely in the, for the filmmakers. And, um, yeah, so so people – It's and I think so far so good. I think it's actually – I'm pretty excited about it because, um, you know, funding grant deadlines don't necessarily correspond with um, film timelines and stories unfolding. So we're we're hoping to be able to – and I think that's also yeah. the way that a lot of the funds are starting to go. We've had a lot of the documentary funds. Um, we've all had discussions amongst ourselves to try and kind of make a more efficient system for mm-hmm. fun for filmmakers, so that you know, just in terms of deadlines, in terms of materials that are being asked of the filmmakers, you know, not not having them have to reinvent the wheel each time they apply for another documentary grant. So. This is part of our effort, uh, and Sundance Documentary Fund has also recently gone to a rolling admission. Yeah. Uh, Ford is considering going to a rolling admission. There's like a lot of uh, talk about how this may help filmmakers. The the 
these efforts are all in an attempt to help filmmakers um you know have their fundraising cycles not completely overtake them so that the filmmaking is in the back seat and the fundraising is in the front seat so um we're going to see how this goes over the course of the next few months and see if it's helpful Absolutely. It is so filmmaker friendly. I really thank you for doing that uh, because you could you could be missing some great films. uh, And uh, so it's it's all about the filmmaker at Catapult. It sounds like to me. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, we've we've over the years, we've, you know, certainly tried to respond to what we, uh, we 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 came in with perceiving you know the need for development funding and then as we've been going along trying to respond to the needs that we've come up with that we've seen yeah and that's why we you know some of the changes and the ways we've expanded have been in response response to that mm-hmm. you know so um that's great well um tell us again how they can apply so um Info. what you do is you go to um Go to the website catapultfilmfund.org, and on the website there's uh, you just click on how to apply, and hopefully from there it's pretty simple. But you um, there's a there's like a short online form that uh, and you attach you fill that out you attach a, a written application that's also on the on the website, attach any samples that you want to, and you um, submit. And um, and then you will you know will will confirm that we received your application and then we hoped with our new our new rolling regime we're we're hoping to we anticipate to get back to people with a decision with between one to three months um, and you know we really um, we're very open if anybody has any questions about the application or about the process or not sure about anything, we really do encourage um, encourage them to uh, contact us. Um, we'll try to get back as, as timely as we can, although it's not always immediate. Um, but, you know, send an email or even call, and we're really, really happy to answer any questions about the, the process or the application, you know, before you apply um, mm-hmm. so that we can, you know, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be mysterious, it shouldn't be... Um, confusing um the only thing that we don't that we don't do is we we won't preview an application we won't like preview materials for it because that's something we just don't have the bandwidth to do but but we'll answer any questions um you know so a lot of times people contact and say we have a film about this subject are you interested and generally the answer is <laughs> yeah it depends you know we have to we have to know what you have in mind it's it's, it's rarely is it um we're interested in a lot of subjects, so it's really how it's what's the story and how you're going to tell it is the is key. The other thing that often comes up uh, because we do fund so early is people want to reapply, and we do have an FAQ on the site that has information about if you are a reapplication. Here's the kinds of things that we're looking for. We're also happy to speak to to filmmakers about um, those criteria, but. Just as a generality, you know, there needs to be some kind of substantive change that can be pointed out in the application from the first to the second time of applying. Um, that that comes up a lot. That's why I'm, I mention it, and um, you can get information about that also on the website. Yeah, and right, and and um, and if you you know, people also contact about about reapplying, and we're happy to to go through that with you as well. Um, 
and have you have you funded some people who have applied three or four times? Yeah, I, I mean, I um, we've we've funded people who have definitely on their second. Um, I, I think by we really the, we really discourage the, a third or fourth application. Yeah, a third. I would say a third. You should really contact us because yeah. it could just be it's not a good fit, and. Um, and a fourth, I think, is is probably unlikely, um, just because uh, by that point they'd be probably out of our window. They might be too far along, or even if not, it's it's you know it's just there's there's just not there are cases where it's not uh, there's just not a great fit for catapult for one reason or another. So so certainly the second time, I don't I am trying to think if there's one on the third time, but I don't think, think there's anything on, yeah. on the on the fourth. fourth. Yeah. But it's not. The, but we're not. The, it's certainly not the case. Like, oh, you have to apply more than once in order to get a grant. We, you know, I'd say for the most part, it's on the first application yeah. that people get their their funding. That's good to know. Thank you both. Thank you for the time and the information. And uh, we will uh, be watching all the great films coming out from your film fund. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having us. It's been a pleasure. Great. Good, yes, good, I good it. to meet you both. Thank you. Are we done? Excellent. Yes. Thank okay. you. Thank you so much. Be <laughs> well, well, everyone. Thank you, Carol. Okay. All, right. All right. Thank you so much. That was fun. Okay. Bye. Bye. Now, in its second edition, Carol Dean's popular book, The Art of Film Funding, has 12 new chapters to cover all areas of film financing and how to avoid expensive pitfalls. Learn how to start with an idea and end with a trailer. How to make an ask for money. Create your story structure and your trailer. Legal advice, fair use, successful crowdfunding, how to ask for music rights, and what insurance you can't shoot without. Available on Amazon under Carol Dean and at FromTheHeartProductions.com. I want to remind our listeners that David Raiklin is a brilliant and talented award-winning musician who scores films and can compose music for a trio or for a full orchestra. David is a very good friend to the independent filmmaker and comes highly recommended by From the Heart Productions. If you need music to help tell your story, please contact him at davidraiklin.com. That's David, R-A-I-K-L-E-N dot com. And Carol and I want to thank you for tuning in to The Art of Film Funding. Please visit our website at fromtheheartproductions.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Good luck with your films, everyone.